Hello, and welcome to Tech Takeaways, the podcast taking technology's largest challenges and chopping them down into little bite-sized chunks for you to enjoy. I'm your host, Jason Fitzgerald, and I'm joined, as ever, by my dynamic co-hosts, Paul Stringfellow and Wayne Miller. Hi. Good stuff. So, uh, so we've... Uh, what have we been chatting about this week? What is it that we want to talk about? I think we mentioned you sound, like, you sound like we've not prepared in any way, shape or form for this. Um, have we? Uh, well, I don't know. But yeah, go away. What have we been chatting about? Well, this week, um, amongst other things, we've been chatting about Sassy. Um, and I'm still trying to get my head around Sassy, how you connect to Sassy, what Sassy is. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I think... Taking it right back, I struggled to begin with, with the concept of Sassy, what it does for people, but how you get to Sassy and what that looks like. So, you know, probably a week of educate me, I'm getting there, but you would do a far better job than I would explain and the concept of connecting in before the benefits. Okay. I'm not sure I'll do a better job, but let's give it a crack anyway. <laughs> um, so, so I think, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's a conversation we've been having a lot um, over the, the last few weeks with a number of customers. Um, we'll probably come back to, in a minute, to, to why, because actually I think that's quite an important part of why you consider this technology at all. But the idea around SASE is it's actually a mixture of technologies, um, but it's, it's basically the idea of secure edge um, with building into that, which is the SASE component, um, building into that networking at the back end. So it's, it's a Nothing in SAS, interestingly, I think nothing in SASE is particularly new. So it's yeah. all build up of things that Sorry. we will be familiar with. So things like CASB, things like gateways, um, and then things like SD1, you know, which which make up all of all of these parts. And these are all things that, well, I think these are all things that you're familiar with, you know, and it, and it was interesting kind of conversation around, I, I don't really kind of know what it is and it's a conversation we've been having and is it very different, but actually it's lots of things that we've been very used to doing but kind of bundled together and a little bit extracted from where we might have done it in the past as well, um, you know, to address a, a, a kind of a bunch of, of different issues. But we'll kind of dig into why you might want to do it in, in a sec. But is there anything you want to add to kind of the, the, the general SASE idea? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of confusion around SASE. Um, because you know, sassy is a concept. Yeah, here for a <laughs> well, here. Sassy is a concept, as 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 you quite rightly said. It's it's an amalgamation of a lot of things that already exist. You know, when 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 we talk about sassy, we're talking about a network and security as a service, pretty much. Um, and it's a amalgamation of things like firewalls, um, firewall as a service, CNA, CASB, all all that kind of stuff. So, I think that uh, I'm I'm happy that we're doing this episode. Um, to address some of that confusion, I think hopefully we can clarify what SASE is. The, the, the first part I wanted to get my head around was how does an organisation across multiple sites connect in? Yeah. You know, because okay. historically we've either sold internet connections with a router that connect to the internet or we've sold, you know, an MPLS network, you know, which is on net. And well, this is a different concept. Well, maybe, well, maybe yeah. a good place to start is... Um, is to why we're having that conversation. Okay. So we can even use the kind of the customer we've been speaking to uh, over the last couple of weeks around this as, as an example. And so, you know, part of the reason you're changing this is, and, and part of the reason SASE is, is gaining some traction, is that what you're seeing is the way that a lot of the things that we do have changed. So the way that we 
build infrastructure the way our users operate. So, you know, if, if you think about the last five years, you know, what's, what's changed massively? Yeah. One of those big changes is this kind of flexible working yeah. idea, isn't it? You know, we don't all come to a necessarily come to a central location, sit be, sit with our, our services in a data centre, and we all sit behind a corporate firewall and we access stuff. You know, that's not really how we work today, is it? You know, we will go to... Some of us will go to an office, but sometimes you'll be working from home. Sometimes you'll be maybe traveling. Sometimes you'll be just sat in a local coffee shop to be somewhere different. And we all want kind of access to our to our key services. So there's that end, the idea of how we connect to services and where we're connecting from. But the other part of that is where those services live. You know, again, we've moved a long way in most cases from the idea that everything sits in a corporate data center. You know, we don't all have a data center or a computer room or a cupboard with a mop bucket and a server in it. And um, we've seen too many of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we don't we don't have that necessarily. You know, increasingly we are using software as a service. So we are using things like Microsoft 365, Google Workspace, Dropbox, Box, Salesforce, you know, all of those kind mm. of applications that are out there that people are taking as services. So you've got this big distributed set of infrastructure, distributed workforce. And now traditionally what we did is we'd have the corporate firewall and everybody would connect to that. So when we started distributing all of these things, well, then the amount of traffic we're pushing through that firewall, but particularly for our users where the answer for security was to VPN them all in yeah. and then send them back out. You know, and, when, and when we first saw everybody start to go home because of COVID, that the, one of the biggest issues we saw a lot of initially was this idea of, I've got this firewall and it's now creaking under the pressure of my thousand users are no longer all in the office going one way. They're all VPNing in and then trying to get back out and it's just grinding everything to a halt. So so all of that infrastructure change has kind of changed the way that we need to think about that kind of where we move. That, that's, you know, we, we can't have that security. Even the idea of where the perimeter's gone, you know, the perimeter is no, no longer mm. just the edge of a... It's not. It's not just the edge of your building. That the whole perimeter has changed, and that's kind of driven the, the idea around SASE. Well, I talked a lot there, James. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, and I think so. I, I think security is a big, big subject within SASE actually, because if we talk about, um, you know, the way in which we we access it. Uh, and, and the way in which users access services, we need that to be secure regardless of whether the user's coming into a head office, behind a corporate firewall, working in a branch office or working in a coffee shop. You know, that security needs to be consistent throughout because when you're designing security policy at an organizational level, it can't be, oh, well, when, when, a, when a user is working in, you know, Starbucks on a public Wi-Fi, for example, they're then going to be more susceptible to risk. Well, of course they are anyway, because we're on a public Wi-Fi, but it can't be one policy for users in the office and a different policy for users that are out of the office. It needs to be one coherent policy that says, regardless of where you're working, you're secure. We're confident that you're secure, regardless of where you're connecting in from. And SASE gives quite a, a number of options around that. Of course, we, we've got appliances that can sit within a, a larger network for a larger amount of users, you know, branch offices or corporate networks, and um, being able to funnel that traffic into the service to be able to then do a firewall as a service and ensure firewall rules and secure access into cloud services. Um, but for users that are working remotely, there's an agent that goes on the machine and that establishes the connection in and maintains all of the same security baselines that you would expect to, to have regardless of whether you're in the office or not. 
So, so that's that's quite a big area, you know, being able to maintain the security and have confidence that regardless of where users are working, the policy is still applied to them. And hybrid working has just highlighted the issues around that. You know, as Paul mentioned, initially it was my, my firewall can't handle the VPN traffic coming in because encryption on VPN traffic's quite hard to do. Um, you know, it carries a lot of overhead, performance overhead. And the end users see that as a slow connection. Whereas with SASE, they're built for those, you know, really latent sensitive connections. They're built for bandwidth because they're delivering it at scale. Yeah, and I think, I mean, a great phrase you used in there actually was that idea of consistency because once you start to then kind of extract the, the security element from this physical thing inside of a physical location yeah. and you start to put that in the cloud, what, what do you get? Well, definitely get consistency. So wherever the user is and whatever service they're connecting to. So so actually one, one of the really interesting things that I think I, I see people doing in this space is that idea of, let's take Microsoft 365, for example. So they connect to Microsoft 365. Then we get lots of questions about, well, how do we protect the data that's in 365? And there's lots of things that Microsoft do to help to do that from, uh, you know, conditional access, uh, you know, zero trust. They do things like data loss prevention, a whole bunch of things around governance, classification, all those kind of things are, are, are great. Um, but you can also make that a more consistent experience by putting in front of that a SASE connection. So everybody who connects to your corporate 365 actually hits this, this connection first. And there's where you do all of your front-end security. So that's where you do your conditional access or your yeah. zero trust. That's where you can then apply additional rules that say, well, actually, if it's this type of user, they're only allowed to do these things when they connect to Microsoft 365. And you just drive... It, it, it's moving that kind of security, instead of making that security based around a service or um, a location, you base that security on the endpoint, you know, and whether that's got some kind of clients, whether they're accessing, because one of the, the other things that gives you flexibility is the ability to access kind of a, a portal where you front end all of your applications in there. So, so all of this kind of stuff is around, it's, it's a modernized approach to how we have thought about kind of perimeter and services yeah. security in the past. You know, and it's like everything else, isn't it? We are modernizing lots of things by taking them as a service, moving to them in a cloud, which gives us geolocation reach, gives us scalability, gives us flexibility in a way that are, on, you know, we, we used a COVID example before, didn't we, about firewalls collapsing yeah, under the strain? Yeah. Well, actually, if those things had been cloud scalable firewalls, nobody's ringing you day, you know, day one of COVID going, oh, you know, all they've done is they've just turned up the amount of capacity. Um, you know, or, or the amount of kind of computing capacity that those those devices can handle. So, so you know, it, 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 that kind of move to SASE, I think the reason we're starting to see an acceleration in this is because people have realised that actually our infrastructure changed greatly, the way we work has changed greatly, and actually the infrastructure that we've had traditionally is no longer necessarily fit for purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that SASE enables a level of flexibility as well with this. So yeah. we, we want a consistent user experience and we want it to be consistent in terms of performance, but also security. You know, regardless of where the user works, we don't really mind so long as it's connected in via the SASE agent. It's nice and secure. But when we look at things like uh, conditional access in M365, you've got to define that with known IP addresses. If you come in from this IP address, we're going to allow, uh, yeah, um, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're either going to ask for more, um, uh, like an MFA prompt, or we're going to just allow it in because you're on our corporate network. But when you take into account SD-WAN, you may put a new link into your firewall because you want the flexibility to add in multiple links into the firewall. Where's your connection now coming from? We don't know. 
you know, so then you've got to go back to each and every service that is relying on IP addresses and update that with SD-WAN. With SASE, you don't have to do that because you just say, we're connected into, into, the, into the SASE agents or the SASE portal, regardless of the internet connection that we're using, it's, it's connecting in, it's breaking out in the same way. So it gives quite a level of flexibility, but consistency from a security perspective. I think, though, Wayne, you, you made a really good point before we started recording, actually talking about, yeah, because, because you know, we're techies and so we can sound, any, any kind of new and emerging tech, we, we can make sound like it's the thing, it's the cool thing and there can't be possibly a problem with it. Yeah. But, but one of the things you talked about beforehand, and I think it's just worth people having that kind of in the back of their minds, is they need to consider that lots of SASE connectivity, at least the first leg of it is public internet. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you've currently got your wide area network built around private MPLS connections into, into a wide area network, then you've got a level of control over that connectivity, the bandwidth, the latency that you've got across it. The minute you start to go to the public internet as your initial connection point, you've at least got sort of that bit in front of yeah. it. You know, and we, we, and we talked around with SASE before that SD1 is part of that. So actually when you hit some of these SASE vendors, actually when you hit their front end, you then break out onto their private network at the back end. So you're not doing all of your network traffic across the public internet. In some cases, they they own those links between kind of their points of presence. But I think it's it's a it's a worthwhile yeah, thing just yeah. for people to consider. Um, you know, but I, but I think I, I suppose if we were looking to some for, for me, I think if we were to look in, look into some sassy up, if people are saying, well, what's all this sassy nonsense these guys are talking about? You know, why would I even care? I think what what I'm starting to see in that space is that it it, it it's a fix to some of the problems that we're seeing with. A, a technology that we've had in place for 30 years, you know, edge firewalls inside of data centers, expecting to operate for services and people sat in a, a single location. And because all that's changed, that idea of doing that has become, you know, less fit for purpose now in lots of cases, not in all cases. You know, in some cases, you know, we, we've done episodes talking about the kind of people being drawn back into the office because that's the way those companies need to need to operate effectively. So I think with this kind of stuff, you know, it, it, it's looking at fixing a lot of the problems that we see around locality of access, around consistency of experience, around yeah. scale, and, and, you know, just extracting that away from these kind of physical or virtual, but, you know, location-based devices um, and, and all the problems that that brings for a workforce that's now more geographically spread and, and an infrastructure that is spread across on-prem, cloud, private cloud, colo facilities, and just trying to make that experience consistent. I think that's a great place to, to wrap up the episode. Yeah. It sounds like a great place. I mean, being as I got the last word in, I mean, it sounds Absolutely. like the best I mean, place. Absolutely. What, what a takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, look, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode on SASE. Um, if you've not yet subscribed, hit the button below. Uh, we're available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube weekly as well.